people that work for female leaders, so managers and above, are more likely to get promoted than working with a male leader. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, just a statistic across the U.S. And I think it is from that more of a let's all win. What can I do to help you win yes. attitude that a lot of women bring to that role? Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. My name is Chloe Guidry, and I am joined by my co-host, Adam Moore. And we are so excited about March. You know, yes. even, even though we're three weeks in, I mean, how exciting is March? You <laughs> always, know, always. yes, 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 yes. I mean, March is a month that's dedicated to honoring women in business. Yes. So mm -hmm. We'd really like to just use this episode and use this time to really mm -hmm. honor them and their contributions in the workplace and in business. Yeah. And just yeah. discuss some of the struggles and the triumphs of, of being a woman in mm -hmm. modern day business. So we know that yeah. women are making tremendous strides, but they're still fighting for opportunities for for success in the workplace and as entrepreneurs. So, you know, we, we plan to cover a lot of ground here, but in the next two episodes, next week's episode and the week after that, we're going to talk to several women who are blazing trails in their industries oh, yeah. and really offering some insights into how other women can achieve success in their, in their respective fields. Excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Those are going to be some great conversations. Some, some high powered guests are coming in and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, but you know, Chloe, so let's start off kind of talking a little bit how women can be treated differently from men in the workplace, you know, and, yeah. and I would love for you to kind of give us some insights, you know, from your experiences, both as somebody took, you know, in corporate America and now as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, you know, what are some of those differences that you've seen or have heard about? Um, and why do you think there, there are those differences? Some of the differences that I've seen, um, you know, and I, I think that more, nowadays more mm -hmm. and more organizations are aware of, you know, inclusion. So right. they are very proactive about making sure that they're including women in all of mm -hmm. their activities. But what I've seen is, you know, there's still sometimes this insiders boys club, you know, it's like oh, men yeah. will mm -hmm. invite each other to go have drinks and go work out and go play golf. And that's really where a lot of relationship building happens. And so oftentimes, historically, I felt like women were excluded from some of those sort of relationship building activities and opportunities. You know, I think 
That is a really interesting insight because I think sometimes it can get a little, the message can get a little twisted, right? Mm -hmm. And people look there and go, well, you have all these initiatives. You know, it's not like anybody's saying women don't have rights. You know, they're like, it's right. not like we sit there and go, we're not hiring women. So I don't think, you know, I've not drawn the, the connection, but I think what you just mentioned, kind of some of those one-offs, um, those what, what might be kind of an incidental meeting. Yes. Right is 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 important, um, and and that is kind of where the exclusion happens, not on an intentional basis, right? Nobody right. sits there and goes, "We are going to intentionally exclude so and so from playing golf with us." But I think just as natural friendships occur, the the exclusion happens as an output, but not as a malicious output. Oh, I mean, absolutely would you, would you agree not. With that? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I also think that. And I definitely want to say this. I, I mean, I've worked mm -hmm. with incredible men and, and they have been huge allies of women in the workforce in my respective companies. But I will say, you know, also that um, I think men are also very cognizant, just given the Me Too movement, you mm -hmm. know, how they and what they invite women to, because, you know, they want to be able to sometimes, you know, relax and, yeah. you know, different things. And there's certain things that in conversations that can just be, you know, it's, it's inappropriate and it's probably inappropriate for men to have with other men, but there's a certain level of comfort between, right. you know, genders when you're the same yes. gender to have discussions that that are not appropriate to potentially have with other colleagues that are, you know, women. Yeah, I agree. And then also you have the perceived issues, right? Mm -hmm. Of let's right. just say I was going to invite a female colleague to join me for a cup of coffee or for a lunch, uh, right. you know, being a married man that just regardless of the intention. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So I think there's we have to be sensitive uh, of that as well, too. So, you know, kind of given some of these social constraints, if you will, and just how mm -hmm. people react to one another. I mean, what are some proactive steps in your mind uh, that a business can take or our, our owners that are listening to us can take um, to help uh, remedy some of these, I'm going to say issues for lack of a better term, but opportunities for us to kind of extend those abilities to network and build the relationships that are, are, are important to us in the workplace? Right, right. Well, I, I mean, I think one of the things inside of an organization that companies can do really is, you know, asking some of the senior leaders that are women, hey, we'd like to maybe do something offsite. And what are some, if you, if they don't have any ideas, you know, what are some ideas that you think, you know, some of the other women, some of the other female colleagues that we have might enjoy an activity? Because not everybody likes golf and mm -hmm. not everybody wants to do X, whatever the activity right. is. And right. you, you sometimes have to be careful with drinking as well, to your point earlier. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. So I just think, you know, maybe it's an offsite team building activity. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know, getting some of the women together. You know, we, when we talked about just sort of the um, BRG groups, you know, mm -hmm. even something like that, you know, and men are a part of that where it's not necessarily you're talking about business stuff, but you're building relationships. And that that's what I think sometimes the disconnect is, is that, you know, even if it's an incidental meeting, it's everything that that's happening around that meeting during that time mm -hmm. period is that you're just building relationships, you're building affinities, you're, you're, mm -hmm. and then what happens as a result of it is, oh, well, I like this person and I want to work right. with them on X, you know? And so that's mm -hmm. how we're exclusion, not intentionally, but right. that's where I see that it happens a good bit. Oh, that's, that's excellent. And, and I, and I like that, right. To create 
opportunities for that uh, relationship building to happen naturally and kind right. of organically, because if we try to force it, it's going to feel that way too, right? I mean, that's one of the things about us being humans is mm-hmm. our ability to create and nurture relationships. And it can have that forced feel, but I like that. I like that a lot, kind of creating that that space where you can meet naturally and start to to grow those relationships. Yeah. But you know, there there's another area I, I think that, uh, you know, we should talk about. I'd love to get your insight on it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the conversations. And there's been quite a few lately on the gender pay gap. Right. And mm-hmm. I would love if you don't mind kind of sharing with us, um, if, has that impacted you personally? You know, and, and, and how did you overcome that? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was working, um, Well, you're working now. (laughs) When I was working in a corporate environment, you know, um, no, it didn't really affect me. And I think part of it is, you know, having a seat at the table also, you know, and also thinking about the type of organization that you're, you're a part of. I mean, do they Mm -hmm. do annual reviews? Are there opportunities for advancement and making sure that you're asking for those things and Mm -hmm. making sure that on an annual basis that you're reviewing your compensation as it holds up to others, maybe outside of your organization, making sure that you're understanding all of those facets and, and making sure that you understand what your worth is and what your contribution is to the organization. That's, that's awesome. And so um, just, and I think it came back to something that I have heard in the difference uh, between men and women is men are more likely to ask and yes. women are more willing to wait to receive. Right. Um, what some, what would you give? Do you have any suggestions about that? I mean, you said, I think that was great. Look for the annual review, right? Mm-hmm. It don't have it, ask for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything, anything else you think that women may be sitting there going, man, I, you know, I've, I've got this issue, but I don't really just don't know how to handle the conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is talking to your immediate supervisor, or Mm -hmm. if you don't have a great relationship with them, somebody else that is an advocate for you in the organization that can help you navigate because each respective organization has its own sort of internal bureaucracy, if you will, just office politics and understanding, you know, who can really drive that change and make that Mm -hmm. change if it is something that you're trying to do, whether it be economic promotion or role promotion. So I definitely think finding your allies within the organization to help you navigate how you would go about it, I think is the best, 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 best approach. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, obviously there are HR teams too that can help you with navigating these things inside your organization. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, And and that's always a resource that you should reach out to, right? Is leverage that. I mean, they have kind of the inside tracks. They know how to have those conversations. They understand the different nuances. Uh, So yeah, definitely. If you have an HR department, definitely leverage that and, and have those talks with them. Yes, 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 yes. And even, you know, I think about women entrepreneurs as well. And, um, you know, we talked about just sort of building relationships and, you know, making sure that as a CEO or, you know, someone in the C-suite as an entrepreneur, you know, making sure that you're very clear upfront around your own personal boundaries and making Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, you don't put yourself in situations that could compromise that. So, you know, those are things that I think we just need to be cognizant of. And men as well, you know, that we all respectively need to just understand that, you know, women have so Mm -hmm. many layers to the value that they bring and really being able to tap into it as a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Men need to 
to do that. They need to make sure that they understand we need to work with more women entrepreneurs mm -hmm. within our organizations and making sure that they're successful and that we're teaming them up with the right people internally, the end user. Right. Well. right. Right. Yeah. I know in my experience, um, the, the, the female owned or the, the women owned businesses, I'm thinking about Wien Bank and some of the other organizations. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are some of the most driven uh, individuals I've ever met in my entire life. And I tell you, I, I feel you can feel their motivation, right? It almost kind of exudes. Yes. Uh, and some of my most energizing conversations have come from talking to my women entrepreneurs. Uh, they're very focused. Uh, they understand uh, where they sit. And it's, it's very interesting to watch them navigate uh, the business waters, right? It's definitely yeah. done with a different lens than a, than a, a male-owned uh, organization. And not that one's superior to the other, but it is definitely a different a, a different way that they handle some of the internal conflicts, external conflicts, relationship building. Uh, right. It's a totally different feel to it. So Absolutely. You know, if you're in corporate America and you're trying to do more business with women-owned businesses, realize that you have to come to the table with an open mind and understand that the conversation is going to be different. It's going to be great, yeah. uh, but it's going to be handled a little bit differently. Not that you have to treat them with the kids' gloves or treat them any differently. That's not what we're saying, but uh, just realize that it's going to be a totally different um, tactic. There will be much more of a, let's build both of us up um, than trying yeah. to aggressively win something. Yeah. Which I think is you know, why you see these outlier, these women who are CEOs of these mm -hmm. major companies oh, yes. out, outperforming some of their male counterparts, because it's mm -hmm. this idea of, of win-win, you right. know, and right. how can we be successful and also do good in the world and also do good yes. within our organization? It's not yes. one or the other. It has to be in tandem. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that outlook definitely helps them be successful on the financial front as well. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you look at some of the labor statistics, yeah. um, people that work for female leaders, so managers and above, are more likely to get promoted than working with a male leader. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, just a statistic across the U.S. And I think it is from that more of a let's all win. What can I do to help you win yes. attitude that a lot of women bring to that role? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, one of yeah. the things that that we do even at higher ground once we bring someone on is we have them just do an assessment um, mm -hmm. of just their top five strengths, you know, strength finders yeah. activities so we can really understand, you know, how, you know, what are their areas of opportunity? Yeah. What are their areas of advancement? What do they like doing? And it sets a level playing field in terms of, okay, well, this is what you're really good at. Let's mm -hmm. put you on a track, you know, mm -hmm. to get to X. And mm -hmm. it's very important that we invest in our people. We don't have a company if we don't invest in our people. Oh, isn't that the truth? It really yes. is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that there are other women out here doing the same yes. thing, doing the exact yes. same thing. What do you think when you guys are bringing in a new supplier that's a mm -hmm. female-run organization, what are some of the challenges that they might experience? Yeah, I think some of the challenges that I have seen is, um, I, I don't want to say a lack of confidence because that's not what I'm trying to express, but sometimes there is an air of um, being a little timid at the negotiation mm -hmm. table uh, and and really realize that if you have a product and service that you know is great, then pitch it that way. Right. You know, um, I think that there is a propensity for some of my female owned businesses to apologize for something during a negotiation. Not that we need mm. to be rude to one another, grant you. Right, right. Right. But there is a power of words. There's a power of perception. Right. And unfortunately, 
ladies, you'll probably be pitching to a mostly male group, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just statistically, right? That's just statistically what, what will happen. So um, the difference is when, a, when I have a female CEO come in and, and talk to us, it's very much like, oh, I hope you guys like this, you know, here's what we're trying to do, blah, blah, blah. Versus when I have a male owned CEO come and pitch and it's like, here's what we do. Bump, 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 bump. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a drive, 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 drive. Now mm. I'm not saying that we need to now model all women after men. Let me, <laughs> let me just make sure we're very clear on that. I, I don't believe in that at all. What yeah. I'm saying is I think there's a way ladies, if you can find yourself a good mentor, right. And I know like WeBank and GWBC and some of these organizations have great mentoring programs, please look into them. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I've just worked with a female owned uh, contingent labor company. Right. And I had mm-hmm. to sit down and go, so you've pitched to me now three times and I still can't tell you what you do. Right. And yeah. I think that's, I think that's some of the problem right there is a female owned business is going to try to Please, a wide spectrum of people. Right. Right. And I see that most commonly in my women-owned businesses. It's not wrong. You need to have multiple revenue streams, right? But realize when you're coming into a pitch, you need to know what is my one key category, what is my one key strength, and I'm going to live and die on that pitch. Then Mm -hmm. once you get to business, now let's talk about everything else you can do, right? So I I think that's it. And I think the other thing um, that I can see from a mentoring capability sometimes is just understanding how to talk like a business owner. Does that make any sense? Yeah. You're right. I'm not, Absolutely. please understand. Don't want to talk down. I'm not trying to talk down to anybody, but I'm just saying there's a different way that you can approach a conversation. You don't have to be mean and ugly to sound that way. Right. But just a certain degree of confidence, a certain degree of professionalism, language, professionalism, polish. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of soft skills that get rolled into there. Right. Um, that I think that we just, we uh, also as, as you know, what, what does uh, we bank like to say the he's for she's need to realize. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I think it's a great one. Let's help work with um, our, our women owned businesses because there are some amazing businesses out there and growing that base of suppliers. It really just benefits everybody. It definitely does. Yeah. Because women are contributing more to their households financially. Mm-hmm. So when we just talk about just the economic yes. impact, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And yeah, I mean, I think that to your point, Adam, I think maybe what should happen and mm-hmm. maybe if it doesn't happen internally and if you're an entrepreneur, maybe seeking this out is some, some level of leadership development. Yeah. I mean, yes. that's always something that that I think just to constantly improve, you know, yes, as a leader, I, yes. I think that that's something, yes. even if you feel like you're already at a place where you don't yeah. need that. I mean, it never hurts to sharpen your skills. No, never, ever. And, and, and then also the other thing is, is find another person that you can work with kind of like you and myself, right, Chloe? I yes, mean, yeah. this is how we both sharpen each other's skills, yes. right? In, in every one of our conversations, interactions. So, you know, look for, look for a partner, you know, that can help you, uh, grow and develop as well, too. And I mean, um, that's always an amazing thing. I mean, a mentorship doesn't always have to be formal, right? It can be, yes. uh, it can grow out of something organic as well, too. But, you know, look for a woman-owned business, maybe where you want to get to, you know, like, I'd like to be there in five years or, mm-hmm. you know, find one of, uh, you know, find the corporates that are doing the mentoring programs and you know, work with them to kind of polish some of that up. But, you know, I think as we move through March and we have some of these discussions with some of these other kind of inspiring women, I do truly believe that we're going to see uh, the power of women-owned and women-led businesses in the marketplace. 
I agree. I agree. And what better way to to segue right? into that? I mean, because this is a, <laughs> this is a this is a way that we're celebrating their yes. their accomplishments. And I mean, one of the things we wanted to to just touch on last is just how can we celebrate the women, yes. you know, both in the workplace and our women entrepreneurs. And one of the ways that Adam and I decided, you and I, is, is mm-hmm. just highlighting them as much yeah. as we can and their respective exactly. accomplishments and what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes what I also see is that it's like head down working, you know, they right. don't necessarily need to be in the limelight and they're just mm-hmm. growing their businesses mm-hmm. exponentially, you know, yep. behind the scenes. So yep. celebrating them where we can and showcasing their businesses and their capabilities as best we can when we can in the spaces yep. that we are all in collectively, yep. I think is one of the best ways to do that. Oh, I couldn't agree more, you know, and it's such an exciting thing to have these conversations uh, with these ladies um, to hear their stories, right, is truly motivational, uh, regardless of (laughs) gender and background. Uh, Just as from business leaders, they are uh, some very inspiring stories. So looking forward to getting into those conversations. Yes, I am as well. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you check out our previous episodes if you haven't already and continue to support the podcast. Be sure to check us out on LinkedIn at Chloe-Reed and at Adam Moore. And stay tuned for our upcoming episodes with these very exceptional women. Exceptional. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.